I am Pastor Zachary Rainey. Hi, Lizzie. How you doing at home there? My wife's home streaming it today, live or whatever it is. So, I am a family life pastor still here at Connection Point Church. Full-time, I'm a hospice chaplain. And I've, been being, I've been doing hospice chaplaincy for over a decade now. And uh, not something I thought I would get into, but that's where I am in my life now. You know how God, sometimes God just leads you places you never knew, right, Craig? Who knew? So this year, darkened with a lot of disappointments and sorrows, I've seen a lot of loss this past year, past months. Christians now... This time of year, we proclaim the birth of a Savior, Jesus Christ, as the true source of hope for the world. In fact, throughout human history, this, this was the big event, that God promised there would be a king, a Messiah, and Christmas is the celebration of that moment in time when eternal Almighty God made his appearance, creator of the universe made his appearance as a human being here on earth. That's what the message of Christmas is really about. In Matthew chapter 1, the angel said, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's, to me, that's really the, one of the biggest things to look at in hope is that God with us. He sent Jesus to be God with us, Steve, and God, God is with you. John described it this way, John chapter one, you know, that's the one without, a, without the nativity scene in the beginning, uh, that gospel. John says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. I like to look at different Christmas messages that groups sent out, the WWC sent out, that's not WWC, the WCC, the World Council of Churches. I don't watch the WWC. And in 2012, their Christmas message proclaimed that, and this is, this is good, eight years ago, 2012, Jesus is the light that gives us hope for this present world in spite of disunity, abuse, hatred, violence, poverty, greed, corruption. I, I like that message because it meant to me that no matter how hard it got in my life, I was not alone, that I had hope in Jesus Christ and not in my situation. And then this year they sent their message out, 2020. This year, 
The WCC secretary message says that Jesus is an image of fragile hope. He says more than that, but I'm just picking out the negative part, all right? Because <laughs> it makes my point. That's how you write a sermon. So what moved us from this is the light that gives hope to the world in spite of disunity, abuse, hatred, violence, poverty, greed, and corruption to an image of fragile hope. I don't know. I think I have a suspicion what they're thinking of. But to me, hope does become a fragile thing if we have a disconnect the hope of Christmas, the hope of Jesus, the hope of the birth of Jesus that we celebrate, it can be a fragile thing if we disconnect the birth from the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because we must connect the Jesus being born with him fulfilling the mission and the purpose of God. I will tell you the same thing in your life. If you allow your life to be disconnected from what God's mission and purpose is for your life, hope becomes a very fragile thing because then it depends on you, not on God. So we cannot separate the birth of Jesus from his death and resurrection because that drains all the victorious power out of it. He's just a baby. Romans chapter 15, verse 12 and 13, quote from the prophet Isaiah. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse, do you remember Jesse was David's father? So he's saying this is, this is a descendant of David. The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. I don't, I don't see Jack Cohen as uh, uh, Linda Allen here. Those are the only Jewish people I know. The rest of us in our church, the rest of us, we are Gentiles. I love being a Gentile. It means I can have bacon on my pizza, so. That means more than that. But Jesus was for not just, he was born there in Israel and Bethlehem. It was great, 2017, I got to go visit Bethlehem. And when I talk about the birth of Jesus, I have a whole other picture in my head. Steve, isn't your head completely changed since we were there together? Man, but. It wasn't just for Israel, for Bethlehem. It was for everyone, us Gentiles too. And he says this in Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Miranda, you gotta think of this. It is the God of hope that fills us with joy and peace. Not my situation, not the climate that we're in right now, not the direction, uh, not my financial investments. It is the God of hope that fills you with joy and peace in believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And this is what we are supposed to be doing as believers. Whatever's going on around us, confusion, chaos. I thought my life was chaos before the last 10 months. No, I was wrong. It's grown exponentially since then. But we present, as followers of Jesus, we abound in hope. 
The death of Jesus is your hope. The death of Jesus frees you from bondage to sin. Guilt and shame are replaced with joy and peace in believing. And the Holy Spirit fills you with power so that you abound in hope. In these difficult times, followers of Jesus have their hope based upon the person of Jesus Christ and not the present circumstances in which we find ourselves. I feel sad for you young people that don't know hymns. So for all you old people and young people that need to Google this, look it up. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. How many of you remember this hymn? God bless you guys. We need this, don't we? And the chorus says, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. So I'm not in the sinking sand. It looks like I am. You look at my life, you think, oh, he's sinking. Why does he have hope? Because my hope isn't the sand. My hope is on a person, Jesus. That's the meaning of Christmas. True hope is grounded upon the person of Jesus. So you have to ask yourself two questions then. Well, what is true hope and who is Jesus? Hope's expecting a better future. Hope is expecting a better future. Say that. Hope is expecting a better future. And that means my past may not be what I wanted it to be, but my hope isn't dependent on my past. It means definitely that the present right now is not where I want to be. Because hope is expecting a better future. Hope comes from a desire for something better, something that has not happened yet. Jeremiah chapter 29. Do you guys remember this was on the old building in the office? They put those words up there, Jeremiah 29, uh, I think it was verse 11. And then we stood in the lobby, Pastor Ted, I think uh, Pastor Jim Walsh and I, and we looked at that and the sign maker had put all the letters crooked so that the message on hope was running downhill. We made them come back and redo it. We don't want our hope going downhill, do we? I wouldn't mind if it was going uphill. Or which way is uphill to you guys? I don't know. Jeremiah 29, what a dark time for God's people. It said, when 70 years are completed for Babylon... I'm not even 70, and God said, I'm gonna keep you captive in Babylon for 70 years. Did you guys even know the context of this scripture you quote over and over and over? It's a context is bad news, hard times, disappointment. For 70 years in Babylon, I will visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And then we get the message of Jesus. God is with us. 
I think in my life it's more like God found me. I didn't find God. God found me. I graduated from Covington High School, Covington Community High School in 1977. And I did not know at that time in 1977 that when I watched Princess Leah Organa send the message, help me, Obi-Wan, you're my only hope, that I would be 60 years old before I even know whether the rebels won. I'm still not sure if they've eliminated the Galactic Empire. Do we know? I don't have any idea. But if I can wait 30 years for a movie fulfillment, what is wrong with me that I can't wait for God to bring about his plan in my life? Your hope needs to be based upon Jesus Christ and God's plan. It's about the future. Children are selfish, aren't they? How many of you have selfish children? I hope you bought them expensive stuff that they can break on Christmas Day. You think I'm joking, don't you? Those of you that don't have kids, you don't know. This is what happens. Children are selfish. They want stuff that makes them happy. And they have an extremely low tolerance for anything that makes them wait for gratification. And I have found out that adults are exactly like that. Because I'm one of them. I want stuff that makes me happy. And just like Veruca Salt, I want it now. My unwillingness to defer my gratification is evidence that I prefer my plan over God's plan. My unwillingness to defer my gratification is evidence that I prefer my plan over God's plan. Because my plan is to get whatever I need right now to make me happy right now. And God's plan is something different than that. It probably involves waiting. If, if I want God's best in my life, we do, don't we? If I want true hope, I need to accept God's plan, which includes God's timing. Willingness to wait is a sign of maturity. We need to grow up. Should I open my present now or wait till Christmas Day? See how we are? Don't wait. Don't wait. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay, Chuck. I might need help up here. Willingness to wait is a sign of maturity. I can be selfish if I need to be, but I'm so proud to be so clever to write this line, true hope puts self on the shelf. If you have the U version, you can find the event I made. I made a really cool picture. It's probably a copyright violation or trademark violation, but I used the self on the shelf, the elf on the shelf and made that so. So I've seen some of you uh, putting these pictures of your elf on the shelf doing all kinds of naughty things. And if you think that the elf is naughty, you should see the things that self does. In fact, here's my theory. Do you know why elf is so naughty? Because he's doing the things that you wish you could do. 
That's why. You are vicariously living out through placing the elf in uh, mischievous predicaments. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Do you guys know? Who understands elf on the shelf? All right. Hopefully somebody at home did because nobody here even knows what it is. You get to follow your urges vicariously through that little elf when he is doing something naughty, you know, like eating all the candy or breaking the eggs for breakfast or um, throwing stuff into the toilet. I don't know why you guys think the elf wants to throw everything in the toilet, but I've seen an awful lot of toilet pictures with that elf. Stop it. One of the greatest tragedies in life that we make as a race of human beings, this is the big mistake. We think that everything important is driven by our physical inclination or urges. This is the biggest mistake. We think that everything important is driven by my desire, my inclination, my urge. It's not true. Because that just simply is being as self-centered as human life can get. In real life, I confuse my hope with what I want. I hope Lizzie buys me new tools for Christmas. I looked directly in the camera for that one. And I said hope, but you can drop the word hope and you can put I want or I wish for. Hoping is not the same as wanting or wishing. It's different. Instead of yielding my life to what God wants to do, I want to do what I want to do. Really, I should be asking God, I want you to do in me what you want to do. God, work through me. True hope has very little to do with wanting and wishing for new stuff or more stuff. In fact, that's probably the whole problem with Christmas, isn't it? The priority that we place on stuff. True hope isn't uh, really about being around a shiny Christmas tree, opening presents. That's not a picture of hope. I have been to the place that's a picture of hope. Hope isn't needed around the lights on the tree. I've been places we need hope. I've been at the deathbed with a family. I've been in those dark places where people are despairing, where people don't know where they're gonna get the money to pay their utility bill, where someone doesn't know where they're gonna get their next meal from. When someone's going through pain or suffering, and that's what hope is about. It's about the future. I'm not where I want to be. I want to be where God wants to be, me to be. And I think that God has a much bigger picture of that than I do. True hope is grounded upon the person of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. That's our source of hope. We need God to be the very present help in trouble. That's what hope is about. Psalm 42. A lot of people think that belief in God is like, uh, uh, in, okay, there's a, it's a different elf. Okay, the movie Elf. Do you know the one I'm talking about? I watch it about eight times every Christmas. And uh, the sleigh crashes in Central Park. Do you guys know what I'm talking about this time? Because I lost you on that other one completely. Nobody knew the other elf. Because 
belief dropped, so the sleigh dropped, right? But as soon as people start getting stuff, oh, I got a new skateboard, we're getting presents. As soon as they start getting stuff, then suddenly faith arises. And we treat God that way. When God gives me the stuff I want, gives me the life I want, I'm being blessed by God. You might be. I, I feel blessed when God causes me to succeed or, or to enjoy something, yes. But if you are going through a dark and difficult time in your life, you are still blessed by God. God is with you. If you, get, if you just get one thing out of this message, it's when I'm having a difficult time, God has not abandoned me. God is just as real as ever. One of my favorite quotes came from uh, Woody Allen in 1973. He said, if only God would give me some clear sign, like making a deposit in my name in a Swiss bank account. This is how some people view God. Well, I don't believe in God because he doesn't give me the stuff I want. He doesn't do the stuff I tell him to do, so I don't believe in God. Which confuses me because I think if I could tell God what to do, then maybe I'm God. 1 Timothy 6.17 says, Instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to, the, to enjoy. When I hope for earthly things, I'm settling for far less than what God wants me to hope for, for. Hope for. Happiness is not hope. You know, I can be very unhappy, and I often am, but my hope is not shaken in God because he is my hope. He's the grounds, he's the source, he's the guarantee. Some people will never understand the purpose of pain and suffering. I, so many people still get the idea that it's God's punishment on you. It is not. It's the way of the world. Some people will never understand the purpose of suffering and pain, and they will never understand how the saint of God cannot be broken by it. How the saint of God always has hope in the goodness and the faithfulness of God no matter what. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. This is because the Holy Spirit lives in us. God is with us. Jesus is more than a baby. Jesus accomplished God's will. There's just something really disturbing about hearing Ricky Bobby pray to the sweet baby Jesus. Because our hope is not based on the infancy of Jesus. Our hope is based on the crucified and risen and glorified Jesus. Knowing Jesus goes way beyond a baby in a manger. Your relationship with Jesus has to be one that has transformed your life. Galatians says in chapter two, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but God who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God 
who loved me and gave himself for me. And then he re, uh, Paul returns to it in chapter five, verse 24. I, this ought to be your memory verse. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. It is sin that keeps me a slave. It is self that keeps me in sin. And that's why we cannot detach the birth of Jesus from his death and resurrection because it is through the death of Jesus that I can die to self. It's through the death of Jesus that I can be transformed from a self-centered person into a person that's full of the power of the Holy Spirit. This is God's plan. God's plan isn't just Jesus died so you have a free ticket to heaven. You know, that's what some people think. I almost had an argument with somebody about that. You people that think, anyway, let me not get into that. I'll get clear off track. Jesus did not die just so you get that free ticket to heaven at the, at the moment you die. It goes beyond that. Jesus' death provides for you the power needed to die to self so that you can be full of the Holy Spirit and then you get to be fruitful. How many of you know Galatians chapter five, the, the nine fruit of the Spirit? You guys know this? Memorize those because this is the behavior that happens when you're full of the Holy Spirit. This is the reason we can't just look at the baby. The baby doesn't fill me with the Holy Spirit. So then, what God's plan is, is that you will live where you are, loving people, love, bringing joy, making peace, practicing patience, behaving with kindness and goodness, being faithful, showing gentleness and self-control. This is God's plan, and it can't happen without the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hope is not just positive thinking. Hope is not just sending someone good vibes. True hope expects the future that God intends, not my wants, not my wishes. True hope is sourced and grounded upon King Jesus. Jesus the King brings true hope to the world. Either I am the king of my life or Jesus is the king of my life. Repeat after me. Either I am the king of my life or Jesus is the king of my life. If I'm the king, my human hope expects God to act so that I get the results that I want. If Jesus is the king, I anticipate God to act so that I get the results that he wanted. If I'm the king, I presume to know what's best for me. If Jesus is the king of my life, I submit my plans to him and I am confident in his intentions. God, change my heart. Work your will 
through me. Well, Pastor Rainey, that might change uh, a lot of things, a lot of my plans. This is what I'm saying. Because hope isn't built around your plans, your future. True hope is when you have yielded yourself to King Jesus and you're willing to follow his plan. In your darkest moment when it comes, some of you have been through it this year, some of you it's still to come. The hope that you build for yourself is gonna crumble, but your hope in King Jesus will not fail. You can trust Jesus with your future. First Peter chapter one talks about hope. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. The whole thing is in there about hope. Hope in Jesus is not the kind of thing that was, is gonna perish. It's imperishable, it's undefiled, unfading. It's kept, it's guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. True hope is a living hope because Jesus is alive. This is not a fragile hope. This is not a symbol of hope. It is real hope. No one can shake you from this kind of hope because it's not based on merely earthly stuff. But your hope is on King Jesus. Nothing in life or even death can take away the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. I was at a bedside this week and I don't know if that person will be there next time I go back, you know. It happens to me a lot. I'll visit somebody, then I get a text. Mr. or Mrs. filling in the blank here. Uh, they're gone. But I can't explain to you how it feels to me when I stand at their bedside and I say, you know, do we, do, tell me about your faith in Jesus or do you believe in heaven? And the response I get back from a person on their last breath and they say, oh yes, I love Jesus. Do you know the hope that I get to feel? I know none of you want to go there, right? <laughs> Who wants to go into a, a COVID-ridden nursing home and stand at the bedside with me? No, but I'm telling you, that's what hope is. Wherever, I mean, where you are can't be quite that grim, right? God is with you. Put your hope in God's plan, in God's future for your life. Make Jesus your king. Hope is expecting God to accomplish his plan for my life. By the power of the death of Jesus, I can put self on the shelf and my life will be full of hope. My hope is in King Jesus. I'd like for you to pray with me. Would you bow your heads? I'd like to invite anyone this morning 
that you have not given yourself to King Jesus. He's not your king. Give yourself to King Jesus. Pray that you will trust him to direct your life. You trust your future to him. That you want to live as Jesus lived, with love and joy and peace towards others, loving others. I also want to pray with those that are going through a time of discouragement. That you need true hope at at a time like this. You pray in your hearts as you see fit. Father God, I believe in Jesus. But I've never yielded my life to him as king. I've never trusted him with my life so I bring myself to Jesus ask him to forgive me cleanse me Lord make me a new person a person that will listen and follow Jesus Christ a person that will know this hope that brings joy and peace give me the power of your Holy Spirit in my life if you're going through discouragement Jesus I believe you are with me. Your goodness doesn't depend on how I feel it, on my level of comfort. Your goodness is just there. God, you are good all the time. Open my mind to anticipate this greater plan of God as I wait in hope. Bring light into my darkness. My hope is in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite you to stand. I'm going to invite every one of you as you leave this place to take with you this hope of Jesus at Christmas. Looking far beyond just Christmas trees and babies and all those things. Share the love of Jesus with people, the hope of Jesus with people as you go from here. Thank you.